Radio. Mile Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed. Good morning. Good morning. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And, you know, in Mile High Land, it's a sad today. Our Broncos didn't win the Super Bowl, but we still love them. And we know that, as they say down here in the South, tomorrow is another day. And we will go back to that Super Bowl again. So, you know, okay, we've got our grieving out of the way because now I am delighted to talk my guest today. I am so excited. I met this young lady online, but the funny thing is we went to a conference together in Birmingham, Alabama, and because of the social media around that conference, that was how we met. So it was something that, you know, I very much encourage people to do when you go to conferences, try to connect with the people online who are attending the conference. And that's exactly how I virtually met Donna Gilliland. Donna, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Honored. Great. Well, you can definitely... Donna is from Birmingham. Um, you know, she has just such a delightful um, southern accent. I, you know, that is one of the things that I like about living down here in the south now is everybody sounds so nice and so sweet. Um, and Donna is. And as I said, we have just met virtually online. But let me tell you a little bit more about Donna. Donna is the founder of Most Training Incorporated, and she is an award-winning technology instructor. Donna's career... Corporate America train or in corporate training spans 20 years. She holds a wide variety of industry certifications. When she is not teaching or consulting on the topics of office and social media technologies, she is writing about the topics she teaches. Donna is a regular writer for Office Pro magazine. It has often been said of Donna that she is a handholder to the technophobic a teacher to the social learner, and has the patience of a saint. So welcome, Donna. Again, how are you doing today? I am doing well and glad to have weathered the uh, winter, unexpected oh. winter storm uh, oh. that we had uh, last week. So I'm glad that's behind me. I don't, and I hope I don't ever have to live that uh, that journey again. Oh, I know. Poor Donna was one of those people who got stranded because of the weather. And, you know, it was, it, it's funny, being from Colorado, I was laughing about the weather and in a way kind of making fun of people. And then, of course, I was out driving in it. And I thought, oh, okay, now I get it. This inch of snow is not all that bad. The inch of ice underneath was what the problem was. Um, and it was, it was just not a good thing. But Everybody, for the most part, made it through unscathed, and which is great because I was so looking forward to talking with Donna today. <laughs> well, let's jump right in. Part of the reason okay. I really wanted to have Donna on is because she trains companies how to get their employees engaged in using social media. Um, and it's funny, when I talk with companies and I say, you know, it's not, it shouldn't just be... Oh, 
one person project. You know, it's it's not that you have assigned your social media to just one person. It really is beneficial for a company if they have all of their employees kind of advocating on their behalf. And I either get total deer in headlights look because they're thinking, what would they say? Or they think, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. My employees know what they're doing and they don't have to have any training. And, you know, unfortunately, that's not the case either. So really why I wanted to have Donna on because she works with companies to get their employees engaged. So, Donna, what are the first steps, you know, say, well, actually, do you see the same thing? Do you see kind of the deer in headlights look or the, they know what they're doing, so I don't have to deal with this type of of people? I see both, uh, actually. And Mm -hmm. what, uh, uh, in addition to that, I see that um, companies are more geared toward sending employees to learn about the marketing side of social media rather mm-hmm. than training uh, their their staff, uh, staff other than those who will be the marketing voice, um, I see that they don't see a need to train uh, all employees relative mm-hmm. to social media. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's important that all employees at least know some of the basics because they're probably on social media. <coughs> Excuse me. And... If they don't know what's expected of them on behalf of the brand, um, you know, various things like that, that is where companies have their missteps. So walk us through the process. You know, I'm, I'm Corporation A, and it doesn't matter if I have two employees or 200. What are your strategies and how do you work with a company to, to get them through this process? I think it's very important to, as a first step that a company have a social media policy in place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be the, the first step. I think mm-hmm. that uh, that it also should, should be part of uh, uh, new hire packets. Right. Um, mm-hmm. When we uh, come on board with a company, usually there is a, a, a handbook that, that mm-hmm. we're given. But mm-hmm. I think that there should be a module in that handbook that goes over um, what social media policy is. Right. Um, so I think that's an, uh, a first step, a definite mm-hmm. first step is but then, of course, many companies don't know what policy should be right. or they're mm-hmm. struggling with writing one. Many simply mm-hmm. don't have a social media policy in place for employees. Mm-hmm. Well, and what, you know, you've, you've probably been like me and seen the variety. You know, I've seen a social, mollis, uh, social media policy. Let's you know, get our, our tongue untwisted <laughs> here. Um, that was one sentence, you will behave like an adult which was clearly not enough because, you know, everybody's description of how that is, is is different, to a company that had one that was 30 pages long. Um, in the one sentence certainly doesn't get it, and <laughs> I think 30 pages could possibly be too long, depends on <gasps> your, your organization. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that uh, on the social media policy portion, I think that many companies um, – they struggle with what should be in that policy, mm-hmm. and there are some good uh, documents out there published by, for example, IBM mm-hmm. makes their social media policy um, public, um, right. Kodak, as a matter of fact, and I can send these links to you later, and you right. can uh, mm-hmm. publish them for your um, for your listeners. Kodak has it. actually mm-hmm. uh, published a, an, a document that they give out to everybody that mm-hmm. they use to help others design a social media policy mm-hmm. um, manual. 
Right. And it's quite in-depth, but it's very easy to follow. And they published it to help companies who are struggling with how to develop or what should the content be in mm-hmm. a social media policy document to uh, use as a model for developing your own. Right. And, and it's just as you said, it, it should be another policy along with everything else you have, whether it's the sexual harassment, vacation policy, you know, all of those things, because it, it's much easier if you have that policy in place than if you're having to go back and fix things that may have happened, um, you know, and, and right. that's why it's, it's just so important to have that. It is. You don't want to have to, uh, you don't want to have to do damage control. Mm-hmm. Um, because you didn't educate uh, your your people to what can be said, what can't be said. Um, mm-hmm. In Codex document, they start off with a with a top ten uh, for employees. So they start very simple. Uh, they start with maintaining a good reputation, and they go over what the Kodak values are. So I think that's certainly a good starting point in that document for any company mm-hmm. is going right. over what your company's values are and go from there. Well, and you know, it, it's something that that really doesn't have to be extremely complicated you know if it but it does depend on the industry there are industries that are federally regulated on their social media but i think there are you know so many companies i've i've talked to business owners that have in all seriousness looked at me and said my employee so and then they got annoyed when i laughed at them um you know grant and now i i didn't you know didn't get carried away with laughing but i said just because they tell you they're not on social media doesn't mean they're not social media Exactly. Well, and you know, and then of course you have the companies that, for whatever reason, tell their employees you can't access social media during the day, um, and so it, uh, you know, the the and, and you know they don't want people wasting their time on Facebook, all those various things. So they'll tell them they can't access it, and it's you know it's it, you're banned. Well, then they wonder why their employees spend so much time in the restroom and they took their shop phone in there was well, because they wanted to check in on Facebook. So that is part of that policy too. Um, you know, I've seen, it, it's just like if you're dealing with a teenager, if you tell them you cannot do that, they're going to break their little necks to try and figure out how to do it. If you say, be responsible, you know, keep it to under 10 minutes, and then they forget that they even wanted to do it, you know, or, or whatever your policy is. So that's, again, if you've got that policy in it's much easier to enforce it rather than all of a sudden you've got one employee who's online too much or posting things they shouldn't and you're having to, to fix things after the, the problem has occurred. Many employees don't, uh, they don't, they don't realize that just because they have a personal Facebook account mm-hmm. or, or uh, some other type of social media channel of their own, they don't, they don't realize the ramifications of, uh, Various posts that they that right. they make and mm-hmm. uh, how that can hurt them and their company later. It's simply a, a lack of understanding about social media in general, mm-hmm. and which is why the, the policies and procedures help you help enlighten the employee about things they may never have uh, have thought about uh, about being careful with, for example, personal information that they they put on their social channels. Um, not speaking in a disgruntled way about your company mm-hmm. and right. just a whole list of things that should be in policy. And from mm-hmm. there, um, I do think that employees should should be required to sign off that they've read 
Mm-hmm. Right, just like the media. sexual harassment type of policies, things exactly. like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very exactly. And then I think that at minimum, a company should have a social media introduction training for their employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a fifty-minute start, um, but it should certainly start at least at that level, and then. From there, there should be different levels of social media training for the organization. For those who are practicing social media, those mm-hmm. who are in that marketing role, uh, and even social media education for, for your executives. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and my philosophy is every employee should be an ad- advocate for your business. You know, if they're Agreed. saying something bad, then there's a problem, you know, at, at, a, at a different level. Um, you know, and... and and they don't really realize what happens. Um, you know, I saw many posts last week, and you probably did also. People their because of the storm. You know, they either kept them too late, or you know, made them. You know, told them they had to come in when it wasn't safe, and and all of those things. And and it it is kind of a venting process, especially when something like that happens. But you know, it's not appropriate for that to be going out on those social media sites. Exactly. Um, but again, uh, it's, it's lack of uh, training, lack of education um, that, um, that people are on their social channels and speaking in an incorrect way. They, they haven't learned um, to use their good judgment training while they're on their social channels. We all have been taught about judgment calls and, and business, and, uh, uh, but then, of course, sometimes that uh, good judgment that we have in other areas people aren't carrying uh, forward into their social channels right when and it, again it's just in in many cases common sense you know if you wouldn't Correct. say things like that in the workplace well then maybe you shouldn't be right. posting them online exactly no you know, i i don't advocate the you know the companies that say i'm 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 forcing our employees to connect with somebody or you have to give me your password I don't like that at all. But you no, know, I don't agree with that either. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and and now uh, there are obviously some exceptions to those rules. You know, and and so we're just kind of very broadly. But you know, people do need the the ability to feel like they've got that private place and and all of those things. Um, but that is also part of that policy. I mean, you know, if you go in as um, a new hire or part of the planning pro, or you know, part of the the uh, employment. Pro- and they say, we look at your social media sites or all those various things, then you just kind of know, okay, you know, that, that's okay um, you know, or not okay. You know, if you don't want that, then it's an option then to, to not work there. Correct, correct. You know, um, and, go ahead. I think, some, I think that the task for companies, uh, the daunting task, mm-hmm. is not really knowing how to start a training program internally for a company. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that many would benefit by looking at what other, what bigger brands are doing. You don't have to be a big brand to benefit from what big brands are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, Dell has a, um, a social media a community uh, university mm-hmm. uh, that they've developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they developed that in uh, 2010. And you can look at Dell's model, just looking at their model. They published an infographic on it recently, which I'll send you a link to for your mm-hmm. readers. Just that one infographic they've created that breaks down the different areas that they have within their university 
could be a great uh, model to work from as you develop your own internal mm-hmm. training program for your staff. Well, and, you know, what you're saying is is so key. Nobody has to start from scratch. You know, it's out right. there. You know, there, you've, you've got these great examples. Um, and I'm also assuming that companies can work with you to, to provide this training. So tell us a little bit about what you do when you're working with a company. When I work with a company, um, companies can come to me at different levels for social media. The main thing that companies of late have come to me for is training whoever the voice is going to be for their social media efforts, and they send them to training uh, for that. But this year, most training is going to work uh, more toward helping companies develop their own internal training, or if they don't, if they're not large enough, they feel like they can uh, warrant the expense of having an internal instructor to implement that, and they can mm-hmm. come to me and have me develop a program for them. Uh, and uh, in addition, companies can come to me for train the trainers. So many companies have ah. their own internal instructors, mm-hmm. but those instructors may not know yet about social media at many levels. Mm-hmm. So then the company could hire me to, um, to uh, deliver a train the trainer program. And then from there, that instructor can then implement that program uh, out to the other employees. Mm-hmm. Great. So, you know, we've, we've got a policy in place now. So, you know, the people yes. know, okay, here's what's going on. What is the next step in the, the process of, of training the employees? Well, as I said earlier, a social media introduction would be that next piece. So you've got your mm-hmm. social media policy, the, the um the employees hopefully have read it and they understand what the, the brand values are about and, mm-hmm. and what good judgment you should follow, what's right, what's wrong. But then there needs to be from there maybe a social media 101, if you will, okay. which mm-hmm. is an introduction that enables employees to become the advocates for your brand uh, mm-hmm. through social media. Because as we both know, social media is another means of communication, a very public means of mm-hmm. communication. So they may not have the, uh, the skills in uh, social media, and they need to learn at least baseline things in order to speak at any level or become an advocate for your company. So mm-hmm. I always uh, I, I suggest a social media 101, which is an introduction to, right. uh, to social media, to the platforms, uh, the features, uh, what best practices are as you utilize those platforms mm-hmm. to engage on behalf of your company. Right. Well, and you know, I think it's important that that's kind of an overarching type of, of thing. You know, maybe a company only has a Facebook page, but you also need to be talking to them about what they're saying on Twitter or, you know, pictures that they're posting on Instagram. So, you know, it, it does need to be kind of broader than just what the company is doing. Yes. And, you know, on that note, part of that social media introduction would, would be going over your social media profiles the importance mm-hmm. of those profiles uh, that, you, that you have. Um, for example, I, I know that your company trains on LinkedIn. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I would encourage companies uh, to do as well in training is that if your employees are on uh, LinkedIn, have a training uh, on how to help them build a very polished uh, profile. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you have a company page on LinkedIn, everyone who shows that company as uh, being employed that company, their profile shows up on that company page. Mm-hmm. Right. You so know, and, and on a different level. 
Yeah, and even if they just had something uh, basic there, they need to improve that, you know. And yeah. and it doesn't matter what level the employee is, um, you know. It's it's still a great way for them to be building that network out that can help the company. Yes, it can, absolutely. Um, so you know, and then from there, uh, after a, a social media one hundred and one, uh, I think you then have to go into the to another level, to a higher level. Then you need mm-hmm. to to work with those employees who are actually your your voices, your 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 folks who are in marketing on on behalf, and they're regularly using social uh, media channels to um, get information out or to obtain information. Mm-hmm. Then then we need to go to that level of uh, mm-hmm. of an employee. Right. You know, and, and I think one of the, the problems, and I mentioned this early on, is that businesses assume, well, their employees are on social media, so they know how to use social media. And I think that's where then they have the problems. Um, you know, I was looking online, and, and, you know, I'm one of these people. I like to see the missteps because then I can use the missteps as, as part of a training tool. Right. And I was, right. I was looking at one where it was, uh, this, uh, it was, it was a big nonprofit. And the person who was posting on their behalf thought that she was on her personal Twitter account. And she posted about the fact that she was going to have fun that weekend and getting very drunk, which was very opposite to what the, the nonprofit was. And as she apologized profusely, she did not lose her position, you know, when, and, and I always like to be fire them. No, you know, use it as a learning tool. But I always tell companies, you know, or, or even individuals, you know, you've, I've got my personal page and my business page. I have different profile photos for those so that I know where I'm posting just by looking at that picture. And I think that's something that, you know, is, is, can, can really tie people up and, and get them in trouble is when they're posting in the wrong place. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and, that's uh, part of the training is to learn those tools and, and see what all is there. It is important to learn those tools, and um, I, I do think that you have to also get executive buy-in um, mm-hmm. because it's the decision makers who decide whether or not they're going to implement any right. type of program relative to social media. Mm-hmm. And I find that many companies, uh, whoever it is they've chosen to be their marketing voice, they go online without any kind of training. They're sort of learning as they go which is very mm-hmm. dangerous to learn as you go. So I, yes, I do agree that there should be uh, an executive level um, education. Now, at the executive level, they're not going to want to know all the bells and whistles right. mm-hmm. of, uh, of tools, and they want, don't want to know the ins and outs of, of Twitter and Facebook. So it's a different type of education mm-hmm. that you impart to the executive. Um, and then from there, we hopefully get executive buy-in so that they see the need to go to some more for, uh, formal training for mm-hmm. employees, uh, those who, like I said before, speak on behalf of the company, and then employees in general who are out on their own social media platforms right. mm-hmm. and, and talking. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, know, you you will have an executive who thinks it's a cool tool, you know, and, and, and uses it, but it's it. I tell people, you know, always post with the thought that your grandmother could read your posts. And the same thing goes with business. You know, always post with the fact that your CEO or your supervisor or, you know, whoever has, you know, a lot of influence could see those posts, whether it's posting for the business or not. Right. Agreed. Uh, So agreed. 
You know, and there's uh, so much, as I, I know you know, Deb, there's so much to know about. I mean, social media, that's a very broad topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, very broad. So, um, which is why a, a formal approach to, to training and breaking it down into the, into the different, uh, into different areas. You, you can't just do a, a, uh, a generic training and be done. I mean, it, it right. has to be very focused to mm-hmm. specific groups within the company. Right. And then you have to update it as it goes. You know, oh, things change. You know, I, right. especially now, you, you know, if you have someone who is very active on the social media sites and is doing the posts for the business, they're going to see, okay, this is new. You know, the, the algorithm has changed in Facebook, all of those various things. But it still needs to carry out to other people. That's right. Great. And you, and well, you Donna, know, you're, you're, yes. oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, uh, I was, I'm ready for you to go ahead. <laughs> uh, my, I, my understanding is my microphone is breaking up a little bit, so we're going to take our break at the bottom of the hour just a little bit early. And when okay. we come back, though, we're going to continue this discussion because I think it's so important for both employers and employees to understand that they're talking on behalf of the brand. And you know, so what do they need to be thinking about you know, all of those various things. So I am Deb Creer talking with Donna Gilliland on Mile High Radio, and we will be back in just a couple of moments. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. Shows, great music, milehighradio.com. What are you listening to? This offer is void where prohibited. Resort selections and reservations are subject to availability. This ad is used for the purpose of soliciting the sale of timeshare interests. Do you want to make a powerful improvement today for better living? I have the answer. Take a vacation. Diamond Resorts International is offering exciting, spacious resort destinations to everyone who qualifies. Stay for four days and three nights at the resort location of your choice for just $159. Not per night, but for the entire stay. Come to Orlando or Las Vegas. It's just $159 for the entire stay. So what are you waiting for? Get away today for just $159. And these aren't standard hotel rooms. They're luxurious suites. So call 1-800-542-9072. If you call right now, we'll give you a $100 Visa gift card if you qualify. That's right, a $100 Visa gift card and a well-deserved four-day, three-night getaway for just $159, which means your vacation is really just $59. Call 1-800-542-9072. Call for the time of your life and better living. Call now, 1-800-542-9072. Have you ever wondered how you could make a difference in someone's life? What if you could help hundreds or even thousands of children? Students in the U.S. rank 32nd in world math skills. It's time for our children to catch up. Become an owner of one of the world's fastest-growing franchises, Mathnasium. Mathnasium is the leading math-only learning center in the U.S. Imagine helping hundreds, even thousands of students in your community improve in school and raise their self-esteem. Call us at 800-783-0798. That's 800-783-0798. Thank you for being a 
We are back. I'm Deb Creer, and hopefully we have our sound problems fixed. You know, you've got to love technology and the fact that we're oh, actually in three different states doing this. I mean, you know, this <laughs> this is pretty cool. Um, so, again, my guest is Donna Gilliland. And before we jump back in, Donna, tell us more about what MOST Training does. And I know that's an acronym. So tell us a little bit more about MOST Training and then how people connect with you. Um. Most training provides uh, companies uh, with training in office and social technologies. And um, so as far as how, now your question about how they connect with me, uh, specifically mm-hmm. what do you, uh, mm-hmm. on social channels you mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. How do they find yes. you? Yes. Well, of course, the website, of course, mosttrain.com. And then I'm everywhere on social media. You have only to Google Donna Gilliland and, and I'm, I'm everywhere. So the... Um, Facebook, uh, Google Plus, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest. Uh, so I'm I'm all over the place. Cool, cool. Well, you know, before we took the break, what we were talking about the fact that employers really need to train their employees on using social media, kind of. Uh, as it pertains to the business because everybody is a brand ambassador out there for their business even if you know they they aren't specifically saying i worked for you know x company and this is what i do there and and so we're kind of walking people through that process what are the the steps that that companies really need to follow to make sure again that their employees are are behaving the way that that they want them to be doing I'm sorry, can you say that again, Deb? So we've, you know, we're... we're, The question? Yeah, they've, uh, the question was, you know, we're we're getting people through this process. So we've got, we've had them plan, so they have a strategic plan, and then they're working with the right tools, and they're doing all of those things. So what are those next steps? So, you know, we've kind of got everybody up and running. Then what happens? I do think that um, next steps should be, where possible... I think it's helpful for you to involve uh, your employees, uh, get them involved in um, social media efforts. Um, I think that uh, it's it's helpful if if possible to get employees, for example, to uh, contribute to your blog post. Maybe you can assign that to to an employee um, where uh, they can write about uh, whatever their expertise is that would that knowledge would benefit those who read. Uh, the blog post. Um, mm-hmm. If it's um, if it's good to do so, if it, if it works uh, for you, then maybe uh, you can have your employees um, some uh, some sit into maybe your command center. If you have a command center there where you're doing a lot of listening to what people mm-hmm. have to say about your company and engaging, so they can see what what that's like. Um, maybe uh, let someone uh, assist the person who ah, is in that mm-hmm. practitioner role. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different ways that you could uh, involve your employee to help them get a truer picture of exactly what the company's doing uh, with social media. Right. You know, and I always encourage employees to make sure that they're following the company. You know, connect oh, with them. A, absolutely. Page, doing all those. And, and it's funny how many times people look at me and, and they, it never occurred to them to do that. 
Man, it's such a good suggestion that you make, Deb. I agree wholeheartedly that um, companies uh, should not assume that employees know all the social media channels that the company is mm-hmm. uh, engaged on and that they right. should follow uh, their companies. That's a very good point, Deb. I mm-hmm. agree. You know, and, and again, we're not saying, you know, that, that this is something that you're making the employees do. You know, it, it suggestions, um, you know, that they connect with people. I know a lot of people who do not want to connect with their boss. Okay, that's right. perfectly fine. Um, you know, and, and I always love the people who come up to me and they say, I connected with my boss on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever, and, and I didn't really want to. What do I do? And I tell them, unconnect. <laughs> There's, you know, unless there really was a specific reason why they needed to, to be connected, sever that link. More than likely, the boss really didn't want to connect either. And there are times on your on your personal social media sites that you don't want what's going on. Um, now, that said, plan on the fact that they still could. Uh, stories that I use in my training is, you know, that the person who on her social media, on, on, she was on Facebook, and she was posting, I hate my job, I hate my boss is so stupid. I did a project wrong, and he wasn't smart enough to figure it out. Now, she wasn't connected with her, her Facebook, but she was connected with other employees. And exactly. one of those people just printed it up and took it into the boss, and that person lost the original poster lost her job. So, <clears throat> excuse me, you do always really want to be aware of the fact that what be seen by your supervisors, by your CEO, by whoever. Exactly, and and that comes. Um, that's where good judgment comes into play. And mm-hmm. what you said earlier is, uh, would I want my grandmother to read what I'm mm-hmm. posting? Right. And if this is not something that you would want someone to uh, to read, or for it to become uh, public and others mm-hmm. to see, then you need to think twice before you post. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you need to think professionally all the time. I mean, even right. when you're mm-hmm. having that, those, uh, those close conversations with friends and family on, uh, on Facebook, you, you, I think if you just always think professional first, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and things happen. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, people do those things that they shouldn't, you know, they got frustrated at the weather, the football game, the whatever. You know, if possible, go back in and delete those, but and try and things and, and make it better. Because you never know, like uh, you were saying, we really you never know of the friends you are connected to. Right. Like you mm-hmm. said, they may work at the company, or maybe they don't work at that company right now. They might mm-hmm. work at that company uh, at another company that you are applying for. And they remember mm-hmm. what the craft comments were that mm-hmm. you made, mm-hmm. and it could keep you from getting that job that oh, you yeah. wanted to get. You know, there are definitely people that I've seen posts on Facebook and, you know, sometimes even on Twitter where it, they haven't been professional posts for whatever reason, you know, whether it's language or the subject matter or whatever. But then it gives me pause, and I think, would I refer them to someone else? And I think that's exactly. kind of sometimes where people forget. And they do, and they do, and uh, and I I like you, Deb. Have seen posts where I I know when I saw the post that mm, mm, I, don't, I don't know if I could recommend that person or not. Right, right. 
Well, Donna, my understanding is my microphone is still breaking up a little bit, so we're going to take another break, um, and I'm going to call in on the radio. It sounds like the, the Skype gods are not wanting to, to play nice with us today, so I will call back in on a landline in just a moment. So I am Deb Creer with Donna Gilliland, and we are taking another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion about how your employees are your brand ambassadors. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Yep, here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com. If your mom or loved one lives alone, one call to LifeWatch can end your worries for their safety. We're here 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you call us right now, we'll send you absolutely free an information-packed report on the nine most important things you need to know to make sure your parents are safe when living alone. It's completely free. Call us right now. 800-515-6927. Put your mind at ease. With LifeWatch, dial 800-515-6927. Hi, Chris here from Yambana Gluten-Free Bakery. Do you get gas, bloating, cramping, or worse when you eat items with wheat, barley, or rye? You may be dealing with celiac, gluten intolerance, or a gluten allergy. Experts estimate that up to 40% of us need to avoid gluten. At Yambana, we bake the best-tasting gluten-free items hands down. For two years, I've been perfecting our recipes to be tasty and moist instead of dry and crumbly. We use nothing artificial, and we ELISA test our products to be sure they're truly gluten-free. So no matter if you're a super-sensitive celiac or someone who feels better staying away from gluten, stop tooting your gluten and visit our online store today. Go to yumbanashop.com. That's Y-U-M-B-A-N-A-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. We ship worldwide, and if you live in the Castle Rock area of Colorado, delivery is free. Save 10% when you enter the coupon code MILEHIGHRADIO. Yumbanashop.com. Maybe I could just blame it on the fact that I cheered too much during the Bronco game yesterday and, you know, had, had you know, my scratchy voice. But, uh, alas, we didn't have too much to cheer about. <laughs> um, but, you know, back, back on topic, um, what we're talking about are companies that need to and should engage their employees on, you know, with social media so that, they are, you know, using those social media sites as a way to help promote the business. And even if they're not the person that is posting about the business, they still need to be aware of the fact that they are part of that company. And sometimes what they post is a reflection of that company. Yes, uh, it is. You know, um, I recently read uh, LinkedIn had published uh, an excellent um, guide. They published, and you may have read it, uh, LinkedIn's Employer Brand Playbook. Um, it's a, it's a great guide, and they bring out, of, of the many great points they bring out in the guide, they mm-hmm. uh, pose the question of, you know, what's talent brand? And they speak about two different brands. You have your employer brand, and then you have your talent brand. And on the talent brand, they're talking about the fact that these are your employees. They're the ones that are, it's the public. 
public version, as they say, of your employee brand. So here they are out on their social channels uh, talking about what they like and what they don't like. So they're, And that can also hurt your company in terms of recruitment uh, and getting people to come on board and hire uh, new hires with your company. Right, right. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that's so important because we do look at those things. You know, if I'm going for an interview with a company or, you know, I'm wanting to, to work with them as a consultant, things like that, I look them up on LinkedIn or, yes. you know, Facebook or all of those things, and I see what I can find online about them. And so you see, you know, what the company has posted, but you also are looking at what the employees are saying. That's right. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think it's it's one of those things where, People tend to forget that, you know, what they're posting on Facebook might reflect badly on the company, and, and they'll say, well, but, you know, I don't even list the company name as, you know, who I'm employed by in my Facebook profile, but people still know, um, you know, and, and right. we're not saying that you have to be, you know, 100% perfect, because you can't be, I mean, you know, and, and all these various things, but it is, you know, kind of the follow the grandmother rule. Now, you know, some people might have had some pretty, pretty out there grandmothers, but if you are watching what you post all the time, then you're probably not going to get yourself in a problem. And if you're still somebody who really wants to be edgy or use, you know, colorful language or something like that, there are ways to do that. You know, you can be on Twitter and, and not have a, a, your Twitter name doesn't identify with you at all as a person. Or, you know, you set up something different so that you can have kind of that space but it's not directly reflecting back on, on you as that person. Right. Well, there's um, so much to um, educate employees on. I think that um, you know, employees should be educated, too, about your company, about the company that you work for. Uh, many mm -hmm. work for very large companies that are very broad uh, and right. uh, they don't necessarily know what the sad to say, but many don't necessarily know what their company's mission is, uh, mm -hmm. what the company mm -hmm. does at a, at a, at a broader uh, range. So I think it's very important to educate your employees more about the inner workings of your company and the brand, um, and then from, and, and go from there as well. Right. You know, and, and as we mentioned you know, several times, it's not just one or two platforms. You need to kind of have that, that overarching thing. You know, I've had people that tell me, well, you know, Facebook is personal and LinkedIn is business. Eh, no. <laughs> you know, not, not really. Or, you know, I can do what I want on Twitter. Um, I once, uh, when I still lived in Colorado, I was teaching um, at Metro State University, and I had a student who was an absolute perfect student, a student. Um, it was an 8 a.m. class, and this student always was there on time. You know, I wasn't always there on time. That was early always impeccably dressed, had the homework in on time, but this student, and, but, and I always told my students, I won't connect with you on social media as long as I'm your professor. And I just mm -hmm, threw that line. But mm -hmm. this student kept saying, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Twitter. So I finally looked at the student's account, and it was polar opposite of what this student was in, in my classroom. Every tweet had you know, usually the F word in it, if, you know, and, and, or at least, you know, yeah, and, and all of those things. And the student was a senior, and, and her, her Twitter name was her Twitter, was her real name, so it was very easy to find her. And I called her aside after class, and I said, you know, 
I went and I found this very easily. I mean, it's Twitter. If I was an employer, I would immediately remove you from the pile of potential interviews simply by what you've put on your Twitter feed because I might think that that's how you're going to talk when you're in the office. Okay. And her response was, well, you know, that's, that's how my friends talk. And I said, okay, then you're going to get two Twitter accounts. You're going to have one that is your name, so if a potential employer finds it, they, you know, they're, they're going to see links about marketing articles and, you know, professional seminars and, you know, that, that professional side of you. And then you're going to have a Twitter name that just your friends have that absolutely nobody else can figure out who it is. And, and that was a pretty good solution for her. She liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and it, you know, it, one of the things employees don't get is employers are going to Google you. You know, your, your boss oh, yes. has an extra five minutes worth of time. They, you know, they sit down at Google and they, they type something in. Is it an invasion of privacy? <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of those sketchy areas. But to me, if you've got the, the, if you're posting publicly on something like Twitter or Facebook, there's no expectation of privacy. So you can't get annoyed if your boss says, "Hey, you know, I, I saw what you did." Now, if they went about it in a different way, you know, c- contacting your friends and saying, "What did they post?" and things like that, and then that gets a little sketchy. But what's public is public, you know, and and well, that's I think sometimes where employees have problems also. Well, on that note, you know, I'm talking about um, uh, recruitment and uh, uh, potential employers Googling to get more information about you, which uh, they, they will. I read a uh, research uh, study. It was commissioned by Microsoft. And mm-hmm. uh, within that uh, research, it stated that 86% of recruiters um, use uh, online channels to determine, uh, to get information about you, and that, right. that 86% make their decisions on whether to hire you or not hire you about what they gleaned from you via social media. That's a mm-hmm. very high right. percentage, that 86% would make their decisions mm-hmm. about you. Well, and, you know, I, I tell people all the time, that's your first interview, you know, what they're finding on LinkedIn, is it a great profile? Is it, you know, fully fleshed out? Does it have lots of detail? You know, what have you been posting on Facebook? You know, all of those various things, that's your first interview. If you make it through that review, then you get the phone call, the, the in-person interview, all of those various things. Exactly. I mean, of course, going back to the, um, you know, to the, the corporate level of, of social media companies, they need uh, a social media education program at some level in place mm-hmm. because they're going to deal with different uh, ranges. They're, they're going to need to deal with uh, risk management. Um, right. They're going to need to deal with uh, uh, educating employees and, and management to how to use social media as an opportunity to, um, mm-hmm. to reach out, help customers, or to increase sales. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of different levels to that social media education. And, um, and as I stated earlier, the first component needs to be that social media policy. Uh, and then a right. training. Uh, I think there needs to be training with that policy. So once the policy is in place, then a company would, um, uh, they would be benefited by holding an official training class to at minimum mm-hmm go over social media policy training right. so mm-hmm. that you can be assured that your employees really understand what's in that document. Mm-hmm. Right. 
you know, and, and the combination of those is so important because, you know, you're, you're the new employee, and you just sign anything they put in front of you, <laughs> you know, and, and so you right. say, yeah, I've I read the policy, but, you know, yeah. when you've got somebody up there talking to you about it, then it's hopefully going to sink in a little bit more. That's right. And, and two, it gives right. that employee or employees the opportunity to ask questions, to clarify mm-hmm. on things that perhaps when they read it wasn't as clear as mm-hmm. it has become when it's being uh, delivered by an instructor. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and things change. You know, it, it, we've all seen in social right. media that, you know, you log in in an hour and Facebook has, has made updates or, you know, there's different buttons on LinkedIn or all those various things. And so, you know, the training, even if they wrote it yesterday, might be different. And, and so it's always good to have that in-person training with somebody so that you can say, oh, okay, well, this is what's happened now and, and here's what's going on. Yes, uh, agreed. Uh and, uh, you know, I, I do think that um, the human resources department needs to be very, very involved uh, mm-hmm. in this part. Because it's typically the HR right. department that creates mm-hmm. the policies right. and procedure mm-hmm. manual. And typically mm-hmm. it would probably, the creation of that document will most likely fall to HR. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, maybe it's the marketing people who give the training or, or whatever, but, you know, it, it, it ends up being a team effort. And I think... That's right. where companies fall down, too, is they assign it to a specific area, and then they, they don't really consider too much. You know, to me, social media is simply another marketing tool, and it has to integrate in with everything else. Um, you Agreed. know, I, I yeah. was uh, looking at, at some uh, stories this morning with J.C. Penney, who yesterday during the Super Bowl was tweeting, and it looked like somebody had had one too many adult beverages, and was oh, sending no. out these tweets on behalf of J.C. Penney. You know, it had oh. typos. It had all sorts of things. It actually was strategic. They were mm-hmm. building up to the fact that they were selling mittens. And so they were tweeting with mittens on. <laughs> but the problem is there were an awful lot of people who saw those drunk tweets and thought, right. what the heck, you know, what, what's going on here? And they may have never seen the tweets that said, okay, here's our line of mittens and, and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, there are those skeptics. I love the people that I saw that said, oh, this was, you know, the, the whole mitten thing was somebody just covering their tails and they fired the employee. And, you know, and, and you know, so you have to think about the whole process. You know, if you start that, what are people going to see? Now, the funny thing is there were other companies that started chiming in and saying, you know, like the, the, the one that I thought that was funny was Doritos was saying, um, you know, hey, J.C. Penney, maybe you need some Doritos in your stomach. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and Kia, Kia said, do you need a designated driver? So, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, was, it was kind of funny. But, but that does bring out a point that, you know, had that plan actually been vetted all the way across everybody in the company? You know, because somebody at some point should have said, what if they only see these first five or six tweets? Absolutely. And they don't see the explanation. Um, you right. know, so that's where it gets tricky is you can, you can be fun, you can, you know, but, but you do have to bear in mind everything that's going on. And so it, it, that's part of that strategic planning, though, where, you know, everybody's kind of part of this process. And, you know, on their, on their um, tweet about their mittens, their, their strategy, mm-hmm. their initial uh, strategy for it obviously was a failed um, strategy, but did they right. think about it before they went with that? Did, did the... Um, did the marketing folks go over 
a strategy for a tweet that would promote mm -hmm. their mittens in the right way. Mm -hmm. So, or was it just right. done um, without a lot of thought? Yeah, somebody thought, "Oh, this will be cute." Um, you know, and, and yeah. we've seen businesses do that all along. You know, where yes. they have uh, there's there's been a situation that's happened, you know, in the news, or you know, something's happened with a celebrity, and they'll post, and and it's like, "Oh, <laughs> this probably wasn't something we should have done." So sometimes part of excuse me, your social media planning is to simply say, take a little time. <laughs> you know, ask somebody else. You know, if, if this yes, is a good ask idea. someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agree. Right. You know, uh, and, proof, and proof that tweet before you, you click send. Yes. yes. You know, and, and let someone and else proof your tweet. Right, right. You know, and, and some of it too is getting multiple demographics, um, it, it maybe is, is how to say it, involved in this. Uh, you know, I, I have so many business owners that tell me, I hired a college student to do our social media. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is it a college student who really knows what they're doing on social media, or was it just that they thought social media is for young people, and they're going to, to post things that, that aren't appropriate? Um, right. You know, the whole thing with, with JCPenney, that might have been, and I'm just, you know, completely guessing here, you know, a younger demographic who thought, hey, this would be fun, and then mm -hmm. when the 50s and 60s, you know, saw it, they went, oh! <laughs> you know? So yeah. it, it is, that's part of that process is, you know, who's going to read it? Who are your demographics? But then, you know, what happens if it gets out there? Um, you know, and so that's really, right. uh, to me, and, and, you know, you've said this several times, and we can't emphasize it enough, it's planning. You know, it really is about planning this whole process. It is. You know, and, and just is. thinking that's those things through. I mean, you know, it, it could have been just... You know, an employee who thought, hey, this is fun. We've got these cool new mittens. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, do you find, Deb, and you're, and you're working with companies, that companies tend to be more focused on the training of staff for the marketing piece rather than training, uh, at, you know, at different departments, uh, that's having one level of uh, type of training for employees as a whole, uh, one type of training for, say, um, the executive level, or are you finding that they mainly focus on on just training the the, the market for the marketing department? Do you, do you find that's the I'm, case? You know, unfortunately, I do. I, I see that in a lot it of cases, is. it is kind of this silo of you know social media is just marketing, or it's just communications, or it's it's right. whoever, and so it stays kind of in that area. And you know, which is is why I really wanted to have you on as a guest is to show that. It is kind of this all-encompassing thing, and it's you know, and it really doesn't matter the size of the business. Um, I was talking to a restaurant owner one time about being active on Twitter, and I said, you know, it's it's a great tool because you can reach so many people, and then you get them retweeting, and you know, all these various things. And you can do you know, you can do it by demographics, so that you know, you can be posting for certain areas and and things like that. And, you know, and I said, you know, an example would be you look at your, your reservation book and you really don't have a lot of people that are coming in that night. So you send out a tweet that says, you know, between 6 and 8 for, you know, anybody who comes in and mentions this tweet, you'll get a free appetizer or, you know, something like that to help drive business, right. you know, things like that. And exactly. I mean, it was a fairly small restaurant, maybe, you know, 10 employees total. And he said, oh, I don't have time for that. And I said, well, mm. you know, that's fine. You have quite a few employees who can do that. And he said... I don't want my waitress doing that. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, well, she wants more people at the table, too. You know? and, and, right, and, and, right. But then, you know, that came back to the planning process, okay? 
if if we're going to post about that and the waitress or you know whoever is going to what are they going to say and how are they going to say it so that exactly. then it's said in the manner that the the restaurant owner was comfortable with but um you know it was also something that that got out there and and the the unfortunate fact was he never saw the benefit of that and the business folded um you know it just probably for a variety of reasons but you know it, it was something where he thought, I'm the only one that can do it. And he never thought maybe it should be more of a team thing because, you know, in so many cases it can be. And that's why it is yeah. so important to, to have everybody have at least some basic training. At least some basic training. Uh, even if it's uh, even if it's a lunch and learn. Uh, it, it needs mm-hmm. to start, you know, somewhere. Um, and, and, and for geographically dispersed employees, um, mm-hmm. having uh, an online a delivery, uh, a, you know, a right. webinar uh, to pull mm-hmm. the, the, the team together that you feel needs the the education. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the point is starting, and I don't I see a lot of companies starting in this direction of uh, social media training. It's been more the starting of sending an employee who's going to be uh, working the channels, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I would strongly encourage uh, companies to rethink that in 2014 and going forward that I think it's paramount that that you put together some type of social media education for your employees and your executive level and as stated, you know, at least twice before, it's got to start mm-hmm. with you designing that social media policy because that's going to get your right. creative juices and thinking going, just the development of that uh, policy. And if you don't know mm-hmm. where to start, then look at these three uh, documents that have been posted by bigger brands, mm-hmm. which, you know, I'll be sending that to you later. But you've got to have that right. starting mm-hmm. point. Great, great. Well, you know, we are almost at the top of the hour, and one of the things that, that I wanted to, to uh, wrap up with is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of resources out there, but you can do that training. So talk to us again about what companies uh, would get if they worked with you. Well, what companies would get if they uh, worked with me, of course, besides the fact that I have a 20-year background in, in training, corporate training, um, but with a company, they can come to me for, for several things. As I mentioned before, one, they can, they can uh, hire me to implement the, the different social media modules for them, for, for the training, helping them mm-hmm. come up with a, um, helping them with the development of their social media policy. Uh, to help them to develop uh, different uh, different levels of uh, social media, social media one-on-one for employees, um, for those mm-hmm. who are practitioners, um, or, or to do it, you know, all for them if they'd like. Or, as mentioned right. before, if they want to elect one or two instructors within the organization to learn those things, then I can, of course, do a train-the-trainer, and then from there they can implement the training out to the organization as a whole. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. besides that, I also do social media marketing training, so a lot of that as well. So I customize what, the, what they need. That's what I do, okay. customize training. Great. Now, obviously, it's best if you do this in person, but can you also do it virtually via video conferencing, things like that? Absolutely, I can do it virtually. I do a lot of uh, webinars and have done that for several years, in fact, back before it became so popular. But, yes, their option is either uh, on-site or online. And what I would do is meet with that, that, 
that client to determine needs and then mm-hmm. from there develop a customized plan for them, as I do in all Great. my other trainings. Great. Well, again, Donna, tell people how they find you online. Online, it's going to be most training, one T in the name, mosttraining.com is the website. Uh, follow me on Twitter uh, under Donna Gilliland and uh, LinkedIn, of course, Donna Gilliland. And uh, on Facebook, uh, you can find my company there, facebook.com, most training, again, one T in the name. And uh, I'm on uh, Pinterest under Donna Gilliland. And uh, so those are some of the places that uh, that you can connect with me. And then, of course, as I said before, just Google Donna Gilliland. And uh, I'm, I'm sort of all over the place. I appreciate cool. being invited to be on your show, and I hope that oh. uh, the content today will be valuable to, to those who listened in. You know, and, and I think it is so important for employers, and it's, you know, whether you have two employees or 200 or 2,000, to really right. realize that social media is a, is a very important part of what's happening. And they need to embrace it. They need to plan for it. They, and most importantly, they need to train and get their employees involved in it. Um, and I think you've provided some fabulous tips that any, any company would benefit from following. Well, good. I'm glad you think so. And in, in, in closing, I will send uh, some uh, links to information, especially the policies and procedures uh, model Great. that Kodak has. And then uh, you can share that with your, uh, your listeners for later. Great. Great. Well, Donna, thank you again. Thank you to the listeners for putting up with my kind of weird uh, technical problems today. You know, can't blame it on yelling too much for the Broncos, so we'll just blame it on Skype. That seems like a good thing to blame it on. Um, So, um, everyone, have a great day. If you're not already connected with me, it's pretty simple. You just go to debcreer.com, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com, and you'll find all my social media links there. Until next time, have a great day. And I look forward to talking with, uh, uh, with you next week. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.